You're listening to On The Line, the interview podcast from entertainment.ie. Hey guys, Deirdre Malumbi, staff writer at entertainment.ie here. In today's episode of On The Line, I'll be chatting with the renowned stand-up comedian Doug Stanhope. Doug is actually playing here at the Olympia Theatre in Dublin on Thursday, June 14th, and ahead of his gig, we chat about what he likes so much about our city. Hint, it involves drinking. <laughs> we also chat about whether it's harder to be a comedian in today's PC culture, among other topics, so hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, I thought this was print media. We're doing radio. I'm going to have to watch myself. It's it's for a podcast, actually. Oh, great. So we can give a little warning. You're grand. Just totally be yourself. Right, <laughs> Excellent. So, Doug, you're coming to perform here in Dublin, um, but you've actually traveled um, to Dublin and Ireland before. What do you think of our city here? I love Ireland. I always have a great time there. Uh, yeah, it's, they, they saw it. it's, it's my crowd. The whole country is my crowd. <laughs> Bunch of miscreants and drunks. <laughs> Do you have any particular favorite spots here? Uh, the bar. Just any <laughs> That's bar. All I ever do in my life. <laughs> That's the only thing I ever do in any country. At the bar. I don't need to see anything. Oh, because that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask: Are there any places you'd like to go that you haven't been? <laughs> uh, no, no. I uh, pretty much uh, spend my life in hotel bars, airport bars, drinking on the airplane, and uh, and coming home. <laughs> where I uh, have my own bar. Sounds like a pretty sweet life, to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I haven't found any problems with it. <laughs> uh, Doug, can you give us a, um, a bit of a clue of what to, we can expect in your upcoming show? No, I can't give you a clue at all. Uh, uh, but it, it, it won't vary from what they're used to. It, it'll be the <laughs> it'll be it'll be the same uh, vitriol. Sorry, I'm trying to make a cup of coffee here, and it's I'm failing. Oh. Yeah, it'll it'll be uh, yeah, a lot of curse words and yelling and bitching about things. You know, it's what it's what I do. Who knows what I'll be bitching about by the time I get there? Excellent. Maybe because you're you're traveling to a few places, I think, before you hit us, like Canada and the UK and stuff. So maybe we'll hear some stuff about them, or you know, stuff about you know, there's plenty going on in the states at the moment, anyway, to be talking about. Yeah, that's one thing I won't be talking about is. Trump. I don't even say his name. Ah, uh, that's fair enough. That would be the best punishment ever if the news would just stop talking about him for a week. Just didn't bring him up for any reason. His head would explode. He'd completely implode. He kind of thrives on that attention, you could say. Yeah, it didn't give him any. He'd probably quit. You've had various shows in the past, Doug, um, that people have gone back now and they're watching on DVD, they're watching digitally. Um, your shows have become more and more readily available. Is there anyone that you're asked about, any particular one that maybe you've been asked about more recently um, than ever before? I, I, is there any uh, any material that I've been asked about? Yeah, yeah, just from like your past, maybe people like seeing it on YouTube or stuff like that. Well, you know... The, the, I've noticed a problem is that I get a lot of uh, Trump followers, uh, uh, like you know, MAGA people that follow me on Twitter, and uh, I, I wonder what I've said in the past that's made them think that I was an ally of any kind. But so yeah, I, I worry about that. Like, what did I? How did I delude you to think we're on the same side? And what bit, what bits did I? 
pull off the internet that you're confused by. Jeez, that's so interesting. It's almost like, is it maybe from not saying enough about one side or the other, they assume you're one side or the other? That that strikes me as very strange. Well, the same way people can just uh, get offended at buzzwords without listening to content. I have a a titled track, uh, I, uh, I Hate the Jews, which if you only see the title track, yeah, yeah, I could uh, attract the wrong kind of people. If you listen to the whole bit, it's not about that. It's about religion in general. Uh, but, yeah, if, if the same way people can get offended by buzzwords, they can also be attracted to you by buzzwords for the wrong reasons. Just as a continuation of that, I think that this was one of the questions I had in mind to ask you, and there's no kind of sensitive way to put this. So I suppose I want to ask you, do you think it's harder to be a comedian now more than ever? Because we are living in this very, like, almost hyper PC kind of culture and climate. Uh, Not for me. I'm sure uh, it it might be harder for other comedians or uh, comedians starting out. You know, younger comics, but I, I have a fan base ingrained, and yeah, they're, they're pretty tough to offend. I don't, I don't know what I can do or say that would offend my fan base. They're, they're, they're pretty hardcore. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. It's interesting what you say about you think younger comedians in particular are struggling with it. Uh, yeah, I, when you're when you're having to play to an audience that's there to see comedy rather than you, it's always difficult. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I think, if anything, I, my act would thrive in this, these conditions. It's interesting that, that you mentioned about, like, your fan base, because I was going to ask if you think that your, like, stand-up style has maybe changed or developed in any way from maybe when you started out in your career. But do you feel that it's kind of been more or less consistent? I, well, I, when I first started out, I was 23 years old. I didn't have any uh, point of view. <laughs> It's just talking about jerking off and stuff. That's all I knew. Was that, you know, it, it took getting older and more jaded with uh, life. I mean, my act grew the same way I did, doing this for 28 years. Yeah. I've done comedy longer than I didn't do comedy before that. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, it, it grows like you. But I, like uh, when I first started getting, you know, it's not, not political, but socially relevant and Talking about things other than my dick. Uh, I remember that's right around you know, just before 9 11, mm-hmm. where I was starting to get more you know, anti government, anti authority, anti police, shit like that. And then 9 11 struck, and it's the same, like we're having the conversation now. Uh, is it going to be harder to do your act? No, it kind of made me. You know, 9-11 was kind of a taking off point for my career. Maybe it's kind of the traditional thing of like when times are kind of dark and serious that it's almost more than ever people kind of need to be able to laugh and make fun of it, you know? Well, I was, yeah, I was talking about it when no one else would. Uh, so it, 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 it kind of, especially in the UK, it, it you know, kind of made a name for myself over there. Without 9-11, I wouldn't be known in the UK. How about another 9-11? <laughs> I don't know if we're readily asking for that anytime soon. 
You know, you do kind of integrate this like social critique. Um, when I was watching No Place Like Home, I found it really interesting that you were kind of talking about, um, you started off kind of joking, but then you kind of started talking like almost seriously about gun violence in America. And of course, that's so like prevalent and everything. And it's particularly got a lot of attention in, you know, recent media over the last few months. Um, what do you think is the role of comedy and jokes in instigating social change or even like beginning? a social commentary. I don't dissect comedy like that. It yeah. just sucks all the funny out of it. I, I, I don't look at myself in any kind of way other than what annoys me, what do I want to talk about, what am I sick of talking about, what can I replace it with. Uh, I don't I, I don't look at any bigger picture shit like that. Yeah, that's fair enough. It, it, but you know what? It might just end up kind of being one of the byproducts anyway, that it does kind of start these conversations and that it is a way to kind of laugh and joke about these things in, like I said, just these really sensitive times we seem to be living in. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it does open up dialogue where where, where it needs to be. But uh, that's not my that's not my intent. I, I don't I don't see myself as any kind of the social, uh, you know, spokesperson or what have you just a guy who drinks and yells at people <laughs> i don't know why they like it they seem to like it they keep coming back i don't i don't know well, i don't know at what expense to society or at what benefit i just know that uh, that's what i do for a job well it ends up being very funny and putting smiles on our faces anyway um as just... long as people are having a good time Exactly, exactly. Onto something a bit lighter anyway. I was just wondering your thoughts about this. Um, I saw your show Beer Hole Push on Netflix actually, and it got me thinking about how Netflix has become a platform where like vigs, uh, gigs rather from numerous comedians have now become available, like be it gigs in their past or there are a lot of like Netflix originals now being produced alongside with comedians. Um, so what are your thoughts on um, Netflix? Jesus, I don't have a good answer for this. But yeah, Netflix is it's 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 great. Uh, someone asked me in an interview yesterday about you know Roseanne and all the, uh, these shows are having revivals and is there not enough comedy? And you go look at how many fucking channels there are. You can't you can't produce enough content. I mean, it's it, it kind of gluts the market the amount of Netflix specials out there, but. You know, everyone can get a, a little slice of the pie better than putting it on YouTube. So you do see it as like a positive platform for comedians anyway. Yeah, sure. Cool, cool. Um, is there any chance more shows of yours will be heading to Netflix in the future? Because I know that they are kind of trying, they seem to be trying to get into that area more. Yeah, I fucked up with that last one. I went with the, uh, I, I went with the, uh, who can get it out quickest and, uh, and the money. And uh, I put it on <laughs> the now defunct CISO network so it that disappeared I probably should have gone with Netflix but uh it was going to take too long and the material was dying on the vine I suppose that's the thing with these things and with like gigs and the fact that they're kind of reflecting present times you kind of have to like jump on it you know yeah anytime you have something that's timely you don't want to have to wait around. But there might be something like in the future anyway, you know? Yeah, I, I, there's a bunch of stuff we're talking about doing. We're talking about you know, just putting out, uh, just on our, you know, on our own, putting out you know, uh, uh, shorts. I, I, I have bits that'll last 15, 20 minutes long. I don't need to do an hour. 
I just do, all right, this bit is ready to go. Let's put out it, put it out like a single. So what kind of platforms are you exploring for that? Because that sounds really interesting. Video seems to be like where a lot of kind of, you know, even Facebook and everything is investing more in like video content now and everything. So what are your thoughts on how you're kind of, how are you kind of approaching, you know, this ever-changing landscape of media and all that? I, I, I'm, the landscape is baffling to me. <laughs> I'm a fucking old man with a VCR flash and, you know, 12 o'clock. I don't know anything about that stuff. That's why I have management. They figure out where it can go. I just figure out what to say. They tell me where we can film it, when we can put it out, where we can put it out, if there's offers for it, if we should just do it on our own. Um, just segueing from Netflix then, I was also wondering, Doug, about how you've had some appearances, you know, in a few like movies and TV series, but they usually tend to be in kind of ta- cameo type roles. Is doing more film and TV something you'd have an interest in in the future? I did, I did not move to a town of 5,000 people to make it big. I, uh, no, I, I, occasionally stuff pops up and you, you do a cameo here or there, but it's nothing I seek out. Television, that's, that's actual work. To be on a set, you've spent like 16-hour days doing that shit. It's not what I get into this business for. Yeah, I, I'm happy doing what I do. Aside from Dublin, your current tour sees you travel to locations in Canada, the UK, the Netherlands, and New York. Aside from Dublin, which is obviously the place you're looking forward to the most, um, is there any other location you're particularly looking forward to performing in, and why? No, after... Uh... After that last New York gig, I am uh, going to get on a train for a week and a half and uh, just uh, take the train around the country, not not go anywhere, just uh, take the train for nine or ten days, and uh, then I'll figure out what to do with the rest of my life. No mm. pressure. I always think I'm going to quit comedy, and then as soon as I stop for a month, I will, there's something that I want to yell about. <laughs> So is that something you've kind of, you know, given serious thought to retiring or anything? Or is it more like kind of a passing thought? Always, always give serious thought to retiring. I don't, I, I can't remember back when I didn't think about retiring. Well, it sounds like you've got the, a good balance between work and, um, you know, relaxation time anyway. I think most, more of us need more of that, to be honest. Yeah, I have a perfect balance of the grass is always greener. <laughs> When I'm home, I want to be on the road. When I'm on the road, I go, why the fuck did I want to be on the road? So, yeah, as long as I stay miserable, that's all that matters. It's good for business. As long as I'm in a bad mood, something's getting written down. Yeah, that's where the comedy comes from. Um, So, Doug, then I just had one very last question. And this one is just kind of for fun, although you might need a minute to think about it because people hate that I put them on the spot asking this. But I was wondering, what is your all-time favorite comedy movie? Uh, see, uh, all-time, unless you're like 11 years old, you can't really have an all-time favorite of any, like, what's your favorite song? I don't know, there's like a million of them. I will, I will give you this. I'll give you Bad Santa, just because it has you know, a personal uh, a personal relationship with the movie, as well as I can watch it over and over again. Even the sequel was funny. That's a really good choice. And I like that it's both a comedy movie and a Christmas movie. Very nice. And, and it's very dark, and there's not a lot of plot, and the love interest is not the fucking main focus. And 
it's uh, right to the end. It's funny and 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 mean and cruel. That's just it. Yeah, yeah. So excellent choice. Yeah, all right. Right. I got one question right. <laughs> no, no, no. You did great. You got all the questions right. I loved it. I was so I was like worried. Am I going to end up like laughing through this whole thing and like messing up the recording? And my editor is going to have a field day with me later trying to like edit me out so that there's emphasis on you. Glad you have an editor. I'm a little <laughs> slow on the draw at one o'clock in the afternoon here. Still, let's still get the booze shakes. Oh yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, no, no, I'd pass the, I'd pass the actual, you know, the real tough work onto someone else. I'm, I'm a bit lazy that way. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. I do the same thing. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Doug. Um, and we're really excited to see you come to the Olympia Theatre. See you in a few weeks. So that was my interview with Doug Stanhope. Hope you enjoyed it. And as aforementioned, he will be playing at the Olympia Theatre in Dublin on June 14th.